All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. We are back today with a special Kraken Roundup. I know you folks really enjoy the Kraken, and for those that are here for the very first time, <clears throat> particularly on the public side of the show, thank you very, very much for signing up or for subscribing. Uh, please check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Generation Z. No spaces, no capitals. For those that are much more interested in taking a deeper dive into a lot of what we cover here on things like the Kraken or, for example, even if I may go left field for a moment here and discuss the fact that we will be doing uh, real-time experiments very soon on our uh, multi multiple times per week group Zoom calls on the... <clears throat> Generation Z Patreon, in addition to papers, reports, videos, and of course, many, many other things on the Patreon that I don't, uh, and to a large degree for good reason, uh, for many reasons ultimately, don't post publicly. But with that said, with today's crack in here, everybody, I would like to point out the fact that before we dive into any of the stories that I've decided to cover for this particular Kraken roundup here, I would like to keep in mind that my objective is to remain non-emotional, non-political, and to simply just have, or at least do my best to attempt a straightforward, logical, yet intuitive and heuristic way of thinking in a very organic manner. So let's dive into it. So first and foremost, this is from TheGuardian.com. Pentagon leaks U.S. Air National Guardsman 21 identified as suspect. Jack Texiera, if that's how you pronounce his name, led Thug Shaker Central Online Group and is facing arrest in Massachusetts, say reports. The man is believed to be responsible for the leak of hundreds of U.S. defense documents that have laid bare military secrets and upset Washington's relations with key allies is a 21-year-old Air National Guardsman based in Massachusetts. Now, End quote. Here's what's interesting about this. Now, I'm going to be combining my opinion with an attempt to look at this in as neutral a way as possible. So I'm going to, I'll let you folks know when I do a bit of both. Now, that is going to be one of those moments. In my humble opinion, having spoken to people on the inside, if you catch my drift, in addition to using my own, you know, intuition mixed in with logic and all of that. And again, if I, I could be very wrong here, but there's too much that's not adding up in my opinion with this particular story again we have to under, we also have to realize that we just know what we are being told we don't have for example friends family or even people online that are on the ground that were able to ascertain the veracity of this particular story and what do i mean by that well for those who didn't see the leak was pretty freaking damaging for lack of a better description um it really showed what uh you could say the the capabilizations of the united states military and its intelligence um assets to a variety and a, a plethora of of sources and resources what's interesting about this is for the life of me i can't get my head around the fact that a 21 year old would have access to this it's interesting i, I mean for, because the way i see it personally if you folks hear me out is this if he had access to this I don't understand, I mean, was he given clearances? Like, was he cleared to have access to this? Uh, first and foremost. And if he w did have access to this, that's not a good look on on uh, on certain elements of, of the military, in my humble opinion. So that's, that's option A for me, right? And there may be more options than the two I'm going to present here, but this is just what comes to my mind in the moment. Option B is, it's possible... It's again, hypothetically, is it possible that it maybe was a setup? These are things we cannot rule out, especially when we're just being told the stuff that are we 
people would normally assume or the media would normally want us to believe. And so this is where it gets a little bit interesting because at the end of the day, we ourselves, I like to say quite often, if, if I'm not there myself, it's not for me to say. I Here's the information, allow me to present it to you folks and let's leave it at that. And that's what I'm going to have to do with this particular story. I mean, we ultimately don't know. Was there a, a general higher up in the ranks that was very upset with what was going on? Does this speak to the internal battle going on behind the scenes of various elements, some wanting uh, allegedly a continuation of certain uh, conflicts and others wanting to de-escalate? Is this a result of that and this 21-year-old individual took the fall? Or did he actually have access to the documents? Again, either way, this is not a good look, in my opinion. That's just my take, first and foremost. So... The next thing is that we see here, I would like to uh, rekindle an article from a few years back from Forbes.com pertaining to this galactic federation that Haim Meshed, who served as the head of Israel's space security program for nearly 30 years, and I quote, reportedly told the Israel uh, publication, excuse me, and I quote, that there's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. But he then continued on to say that the Galactic Federation is not keen for the rest of humankind to know the truth because, if I may paraphrase, it is of the belief of this alleged federation, according to Mr. Um, Eshed, if I'm saying his name correctly, that this federation wants us to, quote, evolve and reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are, end quote. Now, again, not to sound like a salesperson, but for those that are really intrigued by the public content, which I'm very uh, grateful for and gracious of, if you check out the Patreon, even the most basic tier, I think you, you will certainly not be disappointed with all the, the work that has been put into that on that particular end. So, to elaborate on that in general, I want to point out that things have been moving so quickly and so rapidly that I just wanted to do a little bit of a refresh of the fact that we have Israel's uh, former space security uh, program head for nearly three decades said this to the Israeli publication Yediot Araonot. Forgive me if that's, I'm sure I butchered that. So it's interesting to see. It certainly is. Um, again, not, not to say that this is factual, it's just I would like to point this out because it's it's very, very interesting, particularly as we see that our reality, one can make a strong argument that regardless of where you are in the world, every day is like a movie at this point. So again, not to say that's the case for everybody, but I mean, compare how the, you know, news today to um, even five years ago, you know, so... The next story I'd like to cover is that according to Stripes.com, we see here that South Korean defense officials are mum or silent on reports of ammo loans for the U.S. military. Uh, we see here that South Korea's Dong A Ilbo, again, probably butchered that, and I quote, newspaper said that Seoul agreed in March to lend half a million 155mm artillery shells to the U.S. military. Yonhap News Agency, citing government and defense officials, reported the same day that the deal involved at least 330,000 shells. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting. Um, and we see here that the Dong A Ilbo report cited un, uh, unnamed government sources who said officials from both countries had, quote, struggled to devise an agreement in which South Korea could help the U.S. support the war effort in Ukraine without violating South Korea's policy of not exporting lethal aid, end quote. So, I mean, it, this is, it, it is very interesting. Again, it's of my humble opinion that what we're seeing in not all, but some of these headlines are a direct result of internal uh, 
conflicts, battles, or issues of various elements of private industry, military industrial complex, and a multitude of world governments in which are sort of, for lack of a better description, spilling over into the public press or global press rather, and then in some cases the western media reports on it in other cases it does not i'm not trying to say that in a conservative nor liberal type fashion i'm just trying to say that or call it as i see it now speaking of calling it as i see it i would like to point out uh very kindly but also adamantly that again because of youtube i have to say this that the the vaccination uh, there's no problems with the vaccine it does a great job blah 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 i'm saying that for uh, you know youtube has to have me say that so make of that as you will but According to the FDA, the United States Food and Drug Administration, I want to make this very clear in case there's an attempt to try and censor this episode or, or give a strike to the channel or something. According to the FDA.gov, there's been a COVID update in the, in the, fact, in the, uh, in the matter of the FDA authorizes changes, and I quote, to simplify use of bivalent mRNA COVID-19 back- vaccines. So if we see here, in particular... Actually, let me read the whole thing to keep it in context. Today, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration amended the emergency use authorizations of the Moderna and Pfizer biotech COVID bivalent, I think I'm pronouncing that right, mRNA vaccines to simplify the vaccination schedule for most individuals. This action includes authorizing the current bivalent vaccines, original and Omicron BA.4 slash BA.5 strains to be used for all doses administered to individuals six months of age and older, including for an additional dose or doses for certain populations. Now, this is the part I would like everyone to um, to to uh, focus on the monovalent uh, I, I don't even know if I pronounced that right forgive me Moderna and Pfizer biotech COVID vaccines are no longer authorized for use in the United States now if we look up in real time the meaning of this it means having a valence or valence of one in chemistry so I'm gonna leave that there For those that are in the medical field or in the medical area, I'm certain you know more about this than I do. There's some concerns that that come my way when I see this. But as I say, I'm not trying to get political nor emotional or sway anyone in any direction. I'm not for nor against the jab. I would just like to point this out. The next thing is that according to the BBC, uh, Russia assumes the United Nations UN Security Council presidency despite Ukrainian anger. Now, a lot of people may say, particularly in North America, that this is simply symbolic, this doesn't mean anything. But again, to me, in my humble opinion, again, just my opinion, this speaks to elements battling behind the scenes. I'm not saying for better or worse. I'm just saying in general. And this being a result of seeing what's happening. I mean, if this... What's interesting about this is the fact that we've had, for example, Sergei Lavrov, uh, I believe the Russian foreign minister, speak at an Indian conference recently, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I forgot, I think it was called Riser Young Fellows, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. And um, forgive me to my Indian friends for butchering that if I did. Mr. Lavrov went out and said that basically a lot of the United Nations Security Council members were blackmailed by various elements of, of, the, um, of, the, sta- of the United States State Department, basically saying uh, Stoltenberg from NATO and, and Blinken, Antony Blinken from the State Department, these are Mr. Lavrov's word. I like to, words I like to be clear. He said that they go around to all the NATO members around the world and they say right to their face, basically... You're going to go along with what we, uh, with what we, you're going to vote in the way that we tell you. And then the UN members say, sure, no problem. Now, I want to be very clear. I'm not trying to be a supporter nor apologist for any or side. I just would like to point out what the North American media is not reporting, just to be very clear. 
and basically the United States says you're going to vote in this particular way and then what ends up happening is that afterwards the UN um, members say to these individuals from the, the US okay we'll vote in the way that you tell us because it's in accordance with so and so and all of this but what can you do for us like what do we get in return right what's the you know what's the de- what's the shtick here and essentially um it's according to Mr. Lavrov I'd like to be very clear a lot of times if not the vast majority the United States representatives and the NATO representatives tell these countries oh no 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 we're not going to give you anything we're just going to make sure that you're not punished and then if if they press they basically say to the people don't forget that your kids go to Harvard and that you have a bank account in such and such overseas etc cetera, etc cetera. and basically it, one could argue it's a form of blackmail so to speak now here's what's interesting about all of this it's one thing that mr lavrov said this but hear me out folks one of the former if i'm not mistaken german uh high high ranking politician i believe one of the uh foreign ministers or german ministers for many many years went on german public news and this was covered by other shows larger than mine of course um going into christmas time of 20 uh, 20 of this past year um where essentially he said the same thing where basically certain elements of the NATO and and American uh, complex, if you will, which is why I'm trying to say that I'm not trying to put all of the American, uh, you know, uh, leadership in one basket. I want to be very clear. There's elements of it. So this is another thing I want to be very clear about and concise and and granular about. And so they go and basically they uh, essentially... If one doesn't go along, if a certain country doesn't go along with what NATO and the and the U.S. wants, they basically send secret service agents that basically come that would go to his desk, this German foreign minister's desk, throw the files on the table, and basically say, "This is all the dirt we have on your country and the crimes they've committed. If you don't, you know, do what we would like you to do, then this is all going to come out." So. I'd like to point out, I'm not for any of this. I want to be super clear. But when we see the landscape and the strategical elements that seem to be at play here, I can't help but think, again, we have to also consider that, is it possible, for example, that there may be a certain elements in various countries that have these type of motivations, not just in North America? We have to consider these things. I'm not saying that this, this is what is. I'm just saying if we think for ourselves, we, it's very possible this may be the case. Right. So again, we and the reason it may be the case is because we don't know anything other than what the mainstream, uh, we could say, um, uh, for profit syndicated media is telling us. Right. So it's interesting to see. Now, I want to be very clear. The next thing I'd like to report and cite is from the Center of Immigration Studies. So uh, CIS.org. I would like to be very clear in stating that I would report this as well if this was under the Trump administration. I want to be very, very clear. We see here that there were two outrages. The ORR director doesn't know if Joe Biden lost 85,000 migrant kids and most of the media doesn't seem to care. Particularly, the House Oversight Committee and their National Security Subcommittee held a hearing this week on the Office of Refugee Resettlement's Unaccompanied Alien Children Program. Robin Dunn Marcos, director of the office, appeared, but if you watch that hearing, you'll learn a lot more from the questions than the answers because there weren't many answers on key issues, such as the fate of 85,000 children the office has apparently lost contact with. Someone needs to put up a large help wanted sign in Washington because the American people are desperately in need of accountability on migrant children, both in the government and the media. Now, again, we see here this is directly from the center for immigration studies i'd like to point that out more particularly for youtube i would say this if this was the clinton administration if this was the bush administration excuse me if this was the obama administration or if this was the trump administration 
I just want to be very clear about that. So again, I would encourage you folks to look into this if you are interested, uh, but I'm going to leave it at that because uh, if I expand, then I'm just going to get into uh, potential bias commentary, which is what I'm not attempting to do here. The next thing is something, again, more of a strategical perspective. Uh, we see from news.bloomberglaw.com that Capital One exits a lending business for car dealerships. The bank decided, and I, and I quote, on March 29th to exit the business this year, a spokesperson said in an interview, citing the, quote, more challenging economic environment. The bank said the decision has no impact on its consumer auto finance business and that the so-called floor plan lending operation was a, quote, non-material component of our commercial banking business, end quote. Okay, you want my opinion, folks? The entire banking system is a non-material component of our commercial banking business. Look into fractional reserve banking. I'm perhaps oversimplifying. I'm certain that I am. But imagine I loaned you money, but I didn't actually loan you anything, and then you have to pay me back in real money with interest. That's basically fractional reserve banking as I understand it. I could be wrong. I'm probably oversimplifying, but essentially you're loaning out money based on nothing. So for some reason, certain elements of our society can do that, but others cannot. One could potentially argue that's usury. But anyways, I'm just going to leave it at that. And I, I say that not in a political regard, but I also want to point out that we see a lot of, um, a lot of high-profile individuals with wealth. I'm certain a lot of ones that we don't know about either, in addition to many, many other sources that I've, I've been speaking to behind the scenes, but also companies getting out of lending businesses and pulling, you know, accounts out of certain bank hold, uh, pulling uh, holdings out of certain accounts and things like this shortly before banks collapse. I mean, you look at the, the, the California bank, if I'm not mistaken. It's interesting. That I'm just going to leave it at that. And I say that because it just makes you think, is something on its way? Is something coming? I'm not trying to put anyone down a rabbit hole. It's just, again, look, look, at what's, look at what's happening. It makes you really think why the news, the for-profit syndicated media, needs to jump from story to story. Because in my humble, like so quickly, after X amount of seconds or, or minutes, in this, in this case nowadays it's probably seconds, but because if you stop to think for a moment and analyze the sentences instead of having someone read it to you or say it to you on a screen, it hits a little bit differently. But that's just me. So anyways... We see here, according to whyafrica.co.za, Africa positioned to become world's bread basket. African heads of state and development partners were, will gather in Senegal later this month, this was a couple months ago, uh, to be fair, to plan how to unlock Africa's food producing potential and to position the continent as a bread basket to the world. It's interesting, end quote. It's interesting to see what will come of, of, the, um, of, of the African lands. And I say that because... Look, in my opinion, I, I, I think Africa is a very beautiful, I think the continent of Africa is a very beautiful place. I think it'd be very unfortunate if we see um, certain things happening there that's happened in the past due to certain various global elements, if you will, with not necessarily the people's best interest in mind. We see, for example, certain African countries pushing back against other um, larger nations. I'm going to leave it at that. So it's interesting to see. But again, something to keep in the back of, of our head here. So it's very, it's quite peculiar in my opinion. The next thing I'd like to point out is, okay, this is where it gets interesting. This is a Snopes.com fact check. I know what some of you are probably going to say or think already, whether you're listening or watching this, you're probably already giggling uh, just by off of what I just said. But we see here, did Mar from a couple months ago, did Marines catch and kill FBI agents trying to sabotage a substation in Idaho? This is interesting. Why do I say that? 
it's not necessarily necessarily the story itself so much as the fact that Snopes had to specifically, in a very particular way of addressing this, this particular scenario, fact check this as false when there's very little to any other story out there on this. Now, I could be wrong. I've done not a lot, but a fair amount of research. Uh, into this and I have yet to find any stories that are that that even claim this or any outlets that claim this whether uh, for-profit syndicated media that you know mainstream or otherwise so my whole point here is why is Snopes specifically going out of their way to make this a case a, a situation to me it's almost like they're shooting themselves in the foot because if it is real now you've gotten everyone's attention to the fact that it might be because I mean let's face it the reputation of Snopes and if it isn't real, why'd you even have to do a story on it anyways? It doesn't make any sense. This kind of, to me, this kind of reminds us if we go back very quickly to the, the Pentagon 21-year-old story in the case of either way you look at it, it it's not, it doesn't look good. So, <laughs> you know, this is quite peculiar. I found this on uh, sciencealert.com and we see here a weird thing happens to wolves infected by infamous mind-altering parasite. It's not so much the specific parasite I want to speak on, but I would like to speak to the fact that for those that are, you know, curious or, or, or doubt the, the potential science fiction or quote-unquote magical elements of quantum physics and all of that relative to, you know, it being a practical reality, very kindly, I would encourage you to think again because we see these... these um, there, uh, we see these infections and we see these uh, parasites and we see all these different elements of nature or potentially not so natural but again that's for a different conversation um altering not just animals but people right so it's not like it's far-fetched in terms of mind-altering uh scenarios to be induced uh whether chemically uh electromagnetically uh etc etc especially we go into that very extensively on on the patreon as well the next thing i'd like to point out is um Two things about Elon Musk, and then we'll wrap this up, folks. Uh, we see here, according to express.co.uk, uh, Elon Musk blows lid on massive spying scandal and explosive interview. And I quote, he said, government spies were able to access all parts of Twitter before he took over, including one very private feature. Um, it's interesting to see this. Um, it, it really is. And now I want to be very clear. I'm not trying to uh, support nor go against Elon. But for those that say, well, Elon is a controlled opposition, others may say, well, Elon is, uh, is actually doing things for the better uh, in general. Folks, respectfully, that's for a different conversation. What I want to point out here is what's been pointed out with supported by actual data that was then open source to substantiate uh, various elements, whether it was the files given to Matt Taibbi or others. Um, so it's, it, again, something I would just like to point people's attention to. And speaking of Mr. Musk, again, not, again, not for nor against, but I must call it like I see it in my humble view, which is that when you see his uh, in, uh, back and forth, I think it was a four to seven minute clip in particular out of the entire, I think, approximately 40 minute, one hour conversation Mr. Musk had with a BBC reporter. That's how, in my opinion, that's how, uh, um, how journalists should be, uh, should be, for lack of better de definition, um, called out on in terms of if they're just saying things that all of a sudden they themselves can't substantiate but then accuse you of being a conspiracy theorist. I'm not saying that's what happened with Elon. I'm just saying that, again, for those that haven't seen the clip, I encourage you to check it out because it is quite interesting um, with respect to how that, that conversation went down. So again, folks, this is my attempt to do as neutral of a reporting as possible with some peculiar stories that I, that I picked out that really stuck out to me that I hope you folks would uh, 
would enjoy and appreciate uh, having the insight on. So with that said, everybody, we'll catch all of you very, very soon. And please, again, check out uh, patreon.com slash generation ZZED. A lot of fun stuff coming and has already started on there. And we'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.